We are starting a new message called Armor Up. I don't think this is going to be a series. Uh, we were supposed to continue doing uh, things Jesus never said, but this has been weighing on me over the last uh, month. It's taken me quite some time to figure out how I'm going to phrase this. And so this is a really difficult message for me. It's probably easy for some of you. I'm doing everything I can to, to not be heard today, but I'm begging that Jesus would come through this message. If you would today, this is a message I need the Lord to speak today. Um, this, this is an a in-house type of message. This is a family conversation. If you're visiting today, you're welcome to kind of check out, starting right now. A lot of people check out when I talk. It happens all the time. I don't know. Uh, I'm one of those check out kind of people. Uh, but um, listen, I'm just kidding. Uh, listen, what, um, what I need you to know, though, is if this is your church, this message is from you, for you. If I'm your pastor, this message is for you. And uh, it's going to be a tough one today for some. I have found a lot of error in the body of Christ. And because I can't talk nationwide to everyone, I can talk to us here at The Way. Uh, the first verse I'm going to read to you is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 and 19. And it says this, Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Love that. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. I love that. Man, that is that's a great verse for you and for I. And then he says, pray for me. Paul says this, but I'm asking you to pray for me right now. Uh, uh, and ask God to give Tim the right word so that he can boldly explain God's mysteries, <laughs> mysterious plan and that good news that is for both the Jews and the Gentiles alike. So, this message is for the division in our country and the division in our church and the division in your home and the division in our city and the division in the body of Christ. And there's good news. God's about to release his mysterious plan from your pastor. Pastor Tim, let's pray for me. <laughs> Jesus, I pray that you are heard. And I pray that this is not a good message, but that, this, that you speak today as you have been speaking by your Holy Spirit to your people, and that today we hear what we need to hear to climb out of this situation. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, I'm going to encourage you to participate today in the message. If you're hearing something that's for you, not for your spouse, chime in and say amen. You know, talk to me here. Let's keep this chatter going. Here we go. Uh, I'm, uh, as I've been watching closely for the last year and a half, I'm troubled for the state of the church and because I can't talk about what's out there, I can only talk about what's in here. I'm troubled for the state of our church, the Way Community Church. I am watching my friends and my fellow believers, brothers and sisters, tired. I'm watching my brothers and sisters angry 
at things that's going on in the world, exhausted from reoccurring conversations. It's like we're dizzy. We are tired and sick and tired and tired of talking about things that we're talking about and we can't get away from anyone else honest enough to join me in this uh, revelation. And one of the reasons why we're so tired, it's like because we've been on an exercise bike and we're pedaling and pedaling and pedaling, but when you're on an exercise bike, you're not getting anywhere. And that's where the conversation's going, isn't it? Nowhere. Fast. But it doesn't stop us from talking about it, and it doesn't stop us from advancing our opinion ineffectively. And here's what I think the Apostle Paul said to the church in Corinth that was very diverse. And he said this, I appeal to you, my brothers and sisters, that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, that there may be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Can you hear that? This is crucial. Why? Let me just time out for a second. I'm nervous because what I want to see happen in the church, God pouring out his spirit, it's not happening the way I think it should be happening in what I consider to be called the last days. I'm I'm nervous because the passion in the body of Christ that I would expect in an end end time type scenario is not happening. And it makes me nervous. I would expect there to be a greater sense of urgency and hunger and passion for the things of Christ, for evangelism and for prayer and and for worship, that the altars would be filled more. And, And I'm not seeing that. And what I'm seeing, rather, is a conversation about masks and vaccinations and medicines and color of people's skins and things that are going round and round and round and round. What I'm hearing is the Apostle Paul would continue. He says, this is in verse 11, My brothers and sisters, some come from Chloe's household, have informed me that there there are actually quarrels among you. And what I mean is this. One of you says, I follow Paul. And another says, I I follow Apollos. And another says, I follow Cyphus. And still another says, "I, I follow Christ. He'd go on to say, brothers, sisters, we we can't do this. Some of us, we follow Fox News. And some of us, we follow CNN. And some of us, we follow the material we're getting on Facebook. And the sources are coming round and round and round and round. And we're talking and there's so much commotion. And one of the greatest reasons why God is not going to pour his spirit out in his church right now is because he doesn't move in discord. He moves in unity. And when we can't agree to come together, he's not going to show up. Because the blessed trinity operates in harmony. One of the reasons why I'm not on the worship team is because I can't operate in harmony with the worship team. My marriage will never advance in discord. We only advance in harmony. And if the church is going to move forward, we got to figure what we think is harmony. You with me so far? Do you agree with that? And as I'm listening to these conversations about vaccinations, I'm hearing people and I agree with them. Man. And I'm hearing people talk about 
not being vaccinated. And I identify with them. And I hear people talk about these rights and those rights. And the reality is, is everyone's right. Apollos was right. Cyphus was right. We're all preaching the same. But it's all from coming from our perspective, from our point of view. And what troubles me is that none of this is supposed to come from my point of view. I'll show you what I mean. Here we go. Jesus, help me. Amen. I've been, I had this vision of the body of Christ shadow boxing. I could see it now almost every time I close my eyes. It's like, you all know what shadow boxing is? I wanted to get my wife to do it because I thought it would be super cute, you know? <laughs> not that it's any less cute when I do it because I'm obviously not a fighter. It's been some time. Uh, but uh, shadow boxing is a strategy that uh, fighters would use to warm up before a fight. It's as if they're, they're boxing an opponent that doesn't exist. And what is happening right now in our culture is all of us are fighting an argument that no one's winning. It's an opponent that you're yelling at on the top of your lungs. And no one is calling you saying, have someone called you recently and said, you know what, I thought about what you said, and I was totally wrong. Your stance is totally right. And I, I changed my point of view. I realigned myself with what you're saying. We're exhausting ourselves fighting a battle we're not going to win. Do you understand? And I have a strategy to change all of this today. Someone say, tell me about it, Pastor Tim. <laughs> tell, tell, I got I to gotta hear your strategy, Pastor Tim. <laughs> Super crucial. But listen, I want to make sure you understand today that unity is the only way the church advances. So there's something that you don't like about me you got to tell me because we won't advance Jesus together when you've got problems with me or my bride or Brady. Everyone's got a problem with Brady, said no one ever. Why? Why does no one, what, Brady, why are you perfect in all your ways? I hate you for that. Just so you know, I have a problem with you for that. But listen, look at your, look around the room. If there are people here in the body of Christ, we have to figure out how to come together. It's not being right. It's being together. That's what Jesus' prayer was in John 17, just before he went to the cross, that the body of Christ would be one. Together is the only way we move forward. Is that, is that good preaching? Yeah. All right, no one's helping me today. I this is going to be way more difficult when no one likes me. Okay, well... <laughs> It happens. It's happened before, and it'll happen again. Here's here we're we're going uh, today into Ephesians uh, chapter six, and I'm going to read to you today uh, from the end New Living Translation. It's my favorite, and um, he would say this. Um, uh, Kai, would you mind get me a glass of water, please? Um, this is the way he says in verse ten. Tune your God is if this is the word of the Lord, the Holy Spirit is already saying this to you. The problem is, is that we um. We're hearing so many things, the voices just blend. And when the voice of the Lord in our life is muted to the volume of the room, there's a problem in our 
spirit. Does that make sense? Final word, verse 10. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Did you hear that? And I I have to confess to you today the reality of how many times I am starting the day in my power. And how often I am advancing my opinion in conversations about the way I think Joe Biden should call me today and ask me for my advice on how he should run the country. Because it's in my opinion and it's in my strength and it's in my power. But the Lord is asking us to do things in his power. And so there's going to have to be a swap and a death and an exchange where it's less of you, like John the Baptist said, and more of him. Do you understand this? And this all starts, friends, in prayer. This was said by Pastor John Hagee. He said, America needs to hear from heaven, not from Washington. We need to be healed of racial division, healed of greed, healed of selfishness. America needs to be healed of political hatred that has been born in Washington. We need to be united again. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so here's what I believe is happening wrong. There's a miscalculation. It's almost like a compass. It's like we had a compass and we're in the ocean. Have you ever been on a boat in the ocean? It's kind of terrifying because uh, land is that way somewhere, okay? And so you don't know. But if you have a compass, it helps you know where you're going. But if the compass breaks or you stop looking at the compass, you move that way until you get closer and then you realize where you're supposed to go. Does that make sense? What's happening when we're not in tune with God on a daily basis is we're approaching politics by advancing that way rather than out of his power, out of his understanding. Let me explain it to you from the words of Jesus. This is the the most, in my opinion, terrifying verse in the entire Bible. If there was one that I could take out, I would take this out, but I can't take it out because Jesus said it. So here's what you got to understand Jesus said. I'm going to read to you from two different translations. It says, um, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23, he says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father. Now that's hard for me to figure out God's will because I seldomly know what my wife's will is. I'm not being mean to you. It's difficult when you're attached to another person because you have to really figure out what do we do. Well, we don't do my idea of wisdom. We do his idea of wisdom. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so he says, only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? What he's saying is, Jesus, we did kingdom things. We did kingdom ideas. We taught from a kingdom concept. But Jesus is going to say, 
Time out. Here's the problem, church. Depart from me because I don't know you. We didn't connect. You got your ideas from a Christian concept, not from me. What we do is we connect with Jesus, and out of that, we live for him. And so many of us are shadow boxing because we're doing things that we think is kingdom, but it's not the fight God put you in. He didn't call you into that argument. Now, this is the way the message says it. I have to go faster. Knowing that the, oh, the message. I, I, I hate the message. I love the message. Listen to this. Knowing the correct password saying, master, master, for instance, isn't going to get you anywhere with me. What is required is serious obedience, doing what my father wills. I could see it now at the final judgment, thousands strutting up to me saying, master, we preached the message. We bashed out demons. Our super spiritual project had everyone talking. And do you know what I'm going to say? You missed the boat. All you did was use me to make yourselves important. You don't impress me one bit. You're out of here. And I think what's happening is we're using kingdom ideas to validate our point of view. But how is it possible that someone who loves Jesus has this perspective and someone who loves Jesus has this perspective? What's happening is there's a burning building happening right now and there's problems everywhere and we're all right. America is a burning building. And no matter what you see, you're going to see truth. What we have to do is realign our point of view from up here and get the heavenly heart and the heavenly problem with what's going wrong in our country, in our society, in our church, in our family, and in me. God, what is your heart? And so what I'm asking you to do is before you speak your opinion this week about masks, vaccinations, COVIDs, COVIDs, Sure, there's, there's, apparently there's 19 of them, right? I don't know. So I'm a doctor now. There's, uh, before you speak your mind, pray. I wonder how many of us this week prayed for President Joe Biden. I know a lot of us talked about him. I wonder how many of us will pray for Governor DeSantos or the public school board who is, they're in need of a move of God. Because if we're not careful, we'll put our hope in a vaccination or a mask or social distancing or the wisdom of man. And all of that is crazy. I, we've talked more about a horse drug recently than we have a move of Jesus. But when I read scripture, what I'm realizing is Rashach, Meshach, and Abednego were about to be thrown in a fire and they didn't need like a, a suit of, of fire armor. They needed Jesus. What, what I know is that Daniel being thrown in the lion's den didn't need like a tranquilizer. He needed Jesus. 
David going to fight Goliath didn't need a shotgun. He needed Jesus. I would need a shotgun in that situation. Can I get an amen? But here's what it is. We're not armed with the wisdom of man. We have to recognize that what gives us strength is not your wisdom. What gives us strength is the power of the Lord. That we have to move forward in the power of I'm sorry. This has been building for a... No, I'm not sorry. Thank you, Keith. I, this has been building for a month. I've had to sit out and listen to everyone. And what I'm doing is I'm realizing it's a circle. How is this not going anywhere? Oh, because we're the problem. This is what the Lord wants you to know, Ephesians chapter 6. Final word, verse 10. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power and put on God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all of the strategies of the devil. I know I'm being super spiritual right now, but I want you to know there is a devil, and there are spiritual things happening all around you. And if you're not connected with Jesus, there's a chance that your perspective may be slightly off. Here we go. The strategies of the enemy. I believe that the strategy of the enemy right now is to make you dizzy by the million notifications you're getting on your phone right now. We have learned that what I, the iPhone tells me is truth. What I read on it, what I see on it is truth. And that is is why I am terrified for the state of the Way Community Church. Here we go. Put on the full armor of God. Uh, verse 11. For we are not fighting against Joe Biden. We are not fighting against Republicans or Democrats or vaccinations or unvaccinations or masks or unmasks or what we should do in schools or what we should not do in schools or what's happening at the border or what's going on in Afghanistan. That's not what we're fighting. What we're fighting according to scripture. So this is where you've got to figure out where you stand. According to scripture, what the Bible tells us, you are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against evil rulers and authorities in the unseen world. So many of us are angry about people that don't want to listen or line up with your POV, but they're not going to. The problems are in the heavenlies. Against the mighty powers in the dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places. So therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you would be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. And then after battle, you will be able, you'll be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. Let me just ask you this real quick. I, had, I was thinking about it in prayer, 3 o'clock in this morning. 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm praying most of the time for all of you and for church, what's going to happen. And I... Come in and out of sleep uh, a lot. Like it happens. I, blah, 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 I wake up. And, and I saw Chris Walker. Uh, where's the man at? I saw Chris Walker this week. And uh, I, I was thinking to myself, he's a firefighter in our church. How many of us 
think it'd be wise for Chris Walker to go into a burning building as a firefighter without his fire gear on? Probably not smart. Yet many of us are waking up telling ourselves that we're living for Jesus and have not had any kind of communication with Jesus and we have no armor on. Put the body of armor of God's righteousness on. Here's the problem. I've got to preach on this for a moment. I may go along, Deb. I think this is what's going to happen. Um, God's righteousness is different than my righteousness. But when I'm not connecting with God, it becomes my righteousness. I align myself at one point with things that God said. Okay? So now... I believe, I'm telling myself that I know what God wants. I know what his truth is. And the problem is, if I'm not constantly being made righteous by him, I look at others less than me. And this is why the world doesn't want to come to church, because they've encountered people that think that they're greater than somebody who you're just the same. You are just as dumb as the next person. The only difference is God redeemed you. And this is why it's troubling when you're arguing with someone who's arguing back and they're not getting it because this is not your righteousness. It's got to come from him. Does that make sense? Is that good? Is that a good? Are we preaching today? All right, here we go. Stephen Furtick, who? I'm just kidding. I don't actually listen to Stephen Furtick. My wife does, but I get excited. Okay. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from good news. So that you will be fully prepared. Can I stop there for a second? Fully prepared. I don't know if I'm fully prepared for tomorrow yet. I wonder. Let's be honest for a second. Just, t- just take a poll. If you're lying, you're dying. Okay, here we go. If you, here, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Uh, here we go. No one's dying. Oh, actually, we're all dying. Let's face it. <laughs> Let me back it up. Okay, here we go. So for shoes, put on peace. How many of us have been living with anxiety or anger or frustration in the last week? Last week, put on peace. Don't go until you are operating in peace. Try arguing from a peaceful state. Ooh, there's a whole much more confidence when you don't have to win. So the battle's his. He's the one trying to figure this whole thing out. I'm just a messenger. And I've got good news. In addition to these, take hold of the shield of faith to stop every fiery arrows of the devil. I want to let you know that shots are being fired. And they're coming for you. And they are coming for me. And they are coming for everyone in leadership right now. Because there is no one that can do anything right at this point in time right now. And this is difficult, especially if you're a man pleaser. Especially if the opinion of people bother you, it's difficult you're going to need your shield of faith because you're going to have to stand behind the reality that like, hey, um, God, I'm, I'm standing in your word, not theirs. Uh, and I love that this, all right, now I'll skip that whole cool point there. Um, and he says, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so I beg you, I beg you, I beg you. The gospel, forget the way community, church for a second. The gospel will not advance if we are still in discord. The blessed trinity, who is harmony, 
operates in harmony. And every move of God in Scripture happens in harmony. So what we have to figure out, so then what's the truth? So where do you stand there? Are you vaccinated or unvaccinated? Here's, here's, here's where your pastor stands. I don't care. That sounds terrible, and I prayed about it. I'm saying it. This is why. I care that you are on fire for Jesus. What do we need? I need the church to talk less about high chlorogen <laughs> and vaccinations and more about the fact that we love God's presence. Because that's a problem in my church. When we care more about the solutions for man and less about the reality that Jesus is the answer, there's a problem. We have lost our passion for prayer. That's a problem. We will not advance beyond prayer. It's not going to happen. If my people will humble themselves and pray, if they'll seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven, forgive them of their sins, and I will heal this jacked up land. Look at every Old Testament prophet. The problem in society is not society. I actually blame us. I'm telling you, it's my fault. It's your fault. Because we're not praying. We love Netflix more than we love prayer. That's a problem. We love television and Facebook and Instagram more than we love being in the house of God and in worship. We don't love evangelism. I don't do it. It'd be great if you did it. But I, no, we don't love being together. We don't love connect groups. We don't love, here's what I'm saying, church. We don't love what God loves. He says, I love it when we get together. When his sons and daughters sit down together, I love that. So why aren't you here? Every time. I, the church, if the church grows in small groups, why aren't you in one? Nope, I don't need you to be in one. Have one. Start one. They don't need to be church people. They can be any people. Just get together and read scripture and pray together. We've got it. If, if these are the end times, which is what everyone is starting to really think, then why the heck aren't we working for what matters most? We've got to reach the lost, seek Jesus, and rid our hearts. Deb, you could come. Here's my problem. We have allowed. You and I. I'm praying that you could take ownership of it. Because when I hear the prayers of the forefathers that have gone before us, this gospel is not ours. It was handed to us. They knew how to take ownership of the sins of their country, the sins of their house, and, and, and the sins within themselves. And we seldomly say, God, I'm sorry. We are angry at everyone else that's doing wrong. This is the definition of when Jesus says that you have a log in your eye and you're worried about the splinter in someone else's. This is about repentance in the house of God. I prayed this week, and this is the, Lord, the word the Lord gave me. It's hijack. I think that the gospel is being hijacked in the church. If we're not talking about our love for his presence, how can we not be lukewarm? What do we love? We love the new movie that's coming out. 
We love Marvel. We love football. We love new shoes. We love so many things. But if the words, I love God's presence, isn't coming out of the church, then daggone it, there's a problem. And it starts with us saying, Jesus, it's my fault. I have allowed my heart to be passionate about food and recipes and television and not your kingdom. Repent. This is what John the Baptist said. He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 3, John the Baptist said it. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus came and said it. He says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I'm telling you, we must repent. If you think that the God of heaven is okay with us loving this world and him, you've bumped your head. He's about purity. He's about holiness. He's about fervency. He showed us his level of passion for us. And we have turned down the knob and gotten passionate about everything else but him. What's the solution? If you want to see God move in your church, you start getting passionate about things that he's passionate about. How, well, how do we unify, Pastor Tim? I need you to talk more about worship. I need you to talk more about prayer. I need you to talk more about forgiveness, about how he cleansed you uh, of your sin and how you're you're cleansing someone else of their sin. I'm asking you to talk more about the things that God loves, generosity and and outreach and reaching the lost. We've got to hijack the conversation back because they're supposed to be good news. But all that's coming out of our mouth is the burning building. You know what the problem is? This is the problem. You know what the problem is? This Nope. I have figured it out. We are the light of the daggone world, and we turn the lights off to get comfortable and cozy and watch television. 